empower, inspire, passion, pleasure, abundance, divine feminine energy, healing. The Find and Fearless Confessions podcast with Grace Allison was curated to empower and inspire women to live a rewarding and fulfilling life of passion and pleasure. Every episode, we will have candid conversations about self-care and self-love, the journey to spiritual growth and healing, mindfulness, health and wellness, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I got a confession, sis. Let's get this tea. Thanks for joining me. All right, y'all, let's get this tea with Miss Trinity, okay? Let's get into it. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being here, girl. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm over here sipping my tea. What kind of tea are you drinking today? It's like a green tea and goji berry mm. tea. It's really, it's really good, yeah. I never heard of that. Enlighten me. What brand is that? It's, it was actually a little shop that I found in Raleigh mm-hmm. over there in, like, Cameron Village, and they had a bunch of, like, loose teas, and we just got, they were having, like, a sale, so we just got a few of them. Yes. That sounds good. <laughs> Next time I'm in Raleigh, I might have to pull up. Yes. Okay, so we can go ahead and get into it, get into it. So, go ahead and tell the people who you are what you do, and tell them about your Black Girl Magic. (laughs) Yes, so my name is Trinity Fertig. I am the owner and founder of Lunar Heights. Uh, We started off as a social media agency, and now we provide custom content strategies for business owners, uh, specifically fashion and lifestyle brands. We also provide digital products and help entrepreneurs to create digital products so that they can earn passive income. And we provide white label services as well, white label marketing services. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, You can find me, you know, on Instagram or LinkedIn. LinkedIn is where I've been, you know, spending more. I've been hanging out there a little bit more lately. So yeah. Okay. So the market industry, um, how did you get, into it how did you enter like how was that transition for you from employee to entrepreneur so I had an LLC for a while and I was just a person that always had creative ideas and people would come to me like asking advice about different things with their business but it was something I never I never really thought about going like full-time and really taking it seriously until about two or three years ago, my transition wasn't necessarily like, I guess the ideal one where you're like, oh, I want to start a business and you're still working. So you like save up and, you know, everything is just, you know, planned out. I actually ended up leaving um, my full-time job after uh, my brother passed. I realized that I really didn't have enough time to really, you know, grieve like you know you're only given three days for bereavement I just had to hop back in like everything was normal it was already a toxic workplace you know of course they were you know 
understanding for a little while and then it was right back to the BS. And that for me was just like, man, you know, when you lose someone or you're going through things, the world doesn't stop. And I just realized like, wow, I wasn't really taking care of myself, taking care of my health. I had neglected so many things for that job. And, you know, in the end, I really, I really didn't want to leave it, which was crazy. Right. But I, I asked them, you know, for a, an, an unsubstantial amount of money, I was like, they were like, well, what will it take to make you to stay? And I was like, I need at least a $10,000 raise. I'm like, I've done the research on, you know, what other people make in this industry. I also have my metrics for how much I've improved this company since I've been here. And they were like, no, they, they, they just shut it completely down. They didn't want to see a presentation. They didn't want to see everything, anything. And so when I left, the person that they, that was, that I was supervising, they promoted her as soon as I left to that position. And within two months, they had made her a regional director. Um, oh, wow. And I was just like, yeah. So it was just, um, <laughs> it was a sobering moment because I'm like, wow, they basically used my metrics and the things that I did. And I'm sitting here asking and begging for a seat at the table. And it's like, no, we're not going to give you that. They already had, you know, who they wanted in place. And it, for me, just let me know, like, you know, companies have their best interest in heart, at heart. They're not thinking about you as a person. When you leave, the company's going to keep going on. So, yeah, that was kind of how my story started. And when I, when I got back here to North Carolina, I thought that, you know, it would be, I didn't think it would be that hard to find work, but I was in for, you know, a rude awakening. I was working mainly temp jobs, and that's kind of how my business took off. I, it was a necessity for me. It was kind of like, okay, unemployment is only for so many weeks and you need to make some coins. So I started, you know, people were asking me for advice or wanted me to manage their social media, wanted um, me to help them, uh, especially like independent artists, influencers. And I just started doing uh, consulting and like odd jobs from there. Yeah, I love your story. So inspiring. And from what you said, first and foremost, a toxic workplace. <clears throat> oh, my God. I think so many women, so many people in general can definitely relate to just being in that type of space and just having to shrink or just not feel, you know, you want to feel good about the things that you have to do every day. You spend eight hours or more at a place every day. You want to at least like the people there and what you're doing. So, Knowing your worth, I think that was something so important and that's something that all women, especially black women, need to be able to do. Be able to go to your boss and know what you offer and be able to negotiate. That's something that we all need to do because I can definitely relate to being offered less than my counterpart or somebody that was there before I was working. And for you to say that it was actually a female that actually made me feel a little bit better because each time it happened to me, it was actually enough. It was a male. And something else you said that I love being able to build your own table, like being able to pivot you being able to assess and know what you offer and bring to the table. It is. And I think that thing, that was hard for me because, you know, I, for me, I think so and this is something that I'm sure a lot of people do, but I think like I'm into astrology. I know some people are not, 
But I'm like, for me, I was definitely associating my worth to my career. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. I mean, because <laughs> so when it. things weren't work, so when things weren't working out, like I felt like, oh my gosh, my life is crumbling apart. Yes. Like, you know, you have this plan of like, oh, okay, I'm gonna start at this company, then I'll be in this position. Next, I'll get promoted. So this, this is how you're, you know, I'm, or at least me, I'm thinking in my head, right? Most, most <laughs> So when it was not going that way, I'm just like, um, what's going on right now? Like, (laughs) and I, but it took me a while to get there though, to realize like, wow, this doesn't determine my worth as a person. Mm -hmm. Like I I shouldn't need the outside validation for that. I see what I've been doing. I know what I'm, what my performance is like at the company and what I'm doing. I don't need their stamp of approval. So it was just, but it, it, it took a minute to get there. Yeah. It's it. <laughs> it's definitely a process. And it's because, like you said, I know for me, you know, I've always gotten good grades and, you know, I was always the one like going to school. So you kind of get used to like performing like, okay, well, I know if I get an A, you know, I'm going to go home and they're going to give me $100, you know, or I can go to my pastor and he's going to give me $20 for every A. So it's kind of like, you know, those little things, even though they're incentives and you appreciate them, you know, you kind of like become robotic and it's programmed. Because you, you get used to being valued and appreciated based on what you can, what do. You can do. Come on versus now. Just, mm. just being and existing and yeah. that it doesn't seem like a problem but it, it, is. it is it is it definitely is and yeah even when we talked previously I remember mentioning just how I had you know this epiphany during meditation and how God was just speaking to me saying that you know you're not supposed to go and go as women our body works in cycles and we also talked about when you went through your rebrand and how you just changed your name. So do you want to go over or just speak a little bit about, you know, your process? Yes. <laughs> so we were formerly New Heights Strategies. So last year I actually received a grant, EIDL grant, my first grant ever. Yes, grant. Um, yes, uh, I received 10K and then I received another 5K. So in my mind, I'm trying to do all the right quote unquote things we'll get into that later (laughs) um i'm trying to do all the right things right so i'm like man i want to go ahead and trademark my name right Mm -hmm. i found out that somebody had already trademarked it and you know what was crazy they did it one month after i bought my domain so i think that they like were actually watching Mm -hmm. like because i didn't have like the privacy thing or whatever you know how you pay like the extra free domain you pay for like the privacy so I feel like they were like watching and, you know, those people who like they find the domains or the business names and then basically they tra- they sell it back to people. So right. my heart was broken when I found that out from the trademark lawyer. That's definitely why you need to hire someone because I was looking it up and it said it was available, you know, but she looked it up and she was like, no, it's not. So then I started thinking of different names and variations of names. And I realized that like in my business, I was having ebbs and flows like. I would try to push myself to keep working 
And it would just be, you know, sometimes where I'm just like, man, I just need, you know, like a break. But I started observing, you know, the moon cycles and how, you know, my actual, you know, feminine cycle was lined up with that, with the new moon. And I just started studying and realizing that, like, for me and, and, and you know, uh, people who fall on the new moon, it's a time where you kind of need to be more introspective, preserve your energy, that kind of thing. So I was like, I just thought of the name and I'm like, I want my business to be named Lunar Heights because I want to figure out ways to work and produce money and profits for myself and other people that fit in with our lifestyle and our body's needs. Yeah, I love that. Basically making a living around, <clears throat> making a business or building a business around your life instead of, you know, building a life around your business. Yes, I love exactly. That. I love that. I love that. So let's, so you and I, you know, we met, let's see. Was it two years? Maybe three years. Is it two or three? You and I met through a networking group. And that just, you know, goes to say or goes to show the importance of networking and being able to manage those relationships. And your net worth is your network. So can you just elaborate on the importance of managing relationships and business? Yes. So this was actually a topic that I've spoken about. And for me, you know, so many people hear the word networking and some people, it makes them anxious or kind of cringe. And I think that's because people have the wrong perception of it. You know, it's all about building basically like, how do I say, almost like a business um, ecosystem or biome, whatever you call it in biology, where it's like a symbiotic relationship Mm -hmm. so when you connect with people and you reach out you always want to stay in touch with them and you want to see what they have worked what they're working on how you can help you know tell them what you're working on and what you need because more than likely they have somebody in their network um that they can refer or that they you guys can trade or you know do services together so when you when you manage your relationships and in a way where you're not just, you know, asking what someone can do for you, but also asking, hey, what can I offer you or what can I help you with? Or how can we work together to, you know, make your vision, you know, come to life? Then, you know, it just it just becomes natural and you just start making money together. Like it becomes easy. Like you will get to a point where you won't even have to really prospect for a lot of clients. I mean, most of my business has been from referrals. And of course, I do want to, you know, get more vigilant about, you know, marketing. But a lot of my business has been from referral because when you do good work within your network and with your clients, like they're going to tell other people. Definitely. I still do believe in 2022, the best marketing is still word of mouth because I love a good referral, baby. Like if you can, I can look at the product and you know, the service and I'm like, okay. And such and such refer this, you know, because you know, you take people 
for faith, what they say for face value, you know, you value somebody's word. So I'm like, okay. Trinity said, do, 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 do. So, okay, you know, because it's a certain type of, it's a level of, you know, recommend anybody to me that you wouldn't use for yourself and vice versa. So, yeah, I love that. Exactly. I love that. And you know, the Bible says it too are better than one. <laughs> so definitely, I definitely, okay. think <laughs> definitely think it's important to be able to manage relationships and be able to share that responsibility. Because like you said, it's always something that somebody else may know and just a different perspective. It allows you to see things from a different point of view. So I think that is super important. You know, in society, there is this stigma with the strong black woman. And, you know, when she responds, she says, I'm fine, even though she may, you know, be going through a lot. It just becomes natural to say I'm fine instead of saying, oh, girl, today, mm." (laughs) you know, instead of actually (laughs) expressing how they feel, you know, you just say I'm fine and keep it moving. So in your relationships, how would you advise somebody to go from pretending to actually being vulnerable to, you know, to being able to open up? So for me, this was the easier said than done because I'm someone who does not like to accept help or ask for help, or I'm the person that people go to when they need advice or they need help with something. So for me, it's actually been a smoother transition than I thought it would be because a lot of my friends have showed up for me in ways that I never, you know, could have imagined. And it's just made our relationships like so much deeper, you know, because I'm being more honest and authentic. And when you do that, of course, some people are going to fall off, you know, but then you're going to have the people who are like happy for you, like, girl, I'm, I'm glad you're finally accepting help. Or like, yeah, how can I help you? And what I realized, like me and a friend talked about this, like, you know, I have this type of friends where it's like, you know, they love to look out for, we love to look out for each other. So like, if we go out to eat or something like, you know, I'm used to always being the person I'm like, oh, let me treat y'all or let me do this and that. So one of my friends actually said to me, you know, it's actually, you know, kind of selfish to not allow other people to give to you and you're telling the universe that like you only want to give and you don't want to receive so it's like subconsciously blocking that energy of abundance yes because you have more going out than you have coming in and so I I realized that and that really resonated with me and I was like, wow, you know, because when I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, I do feel really good when I give to others. So why wouldn't I want other people to be able to have that feeling as well? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely love that. Um, and it, it is hard asking for help, but it's beautiful. Like you said, it's a beautiful thing when you see that you have the support around you and People want to pour into you just as much as you, you know, you give. And exactly being able to manifest is something that I've learned. Being able to manifest, one of the biggest things, it's not just the only thing, but you have to be in our energy 
to receive instead of, like you said, always giving. So as you become more and more in tune with yourself and tap in your tap into your divine feminine energy and just the energy to receive help. It can be something as small as letting somebody hold a door for you. You know, just you know, little things like that helps you be able to manifest. So Exactly. Like I man, I have turned down help for so many things. Like and I'm like, man, why did I do that? <laughs> like afterwards I'm like kicking myself but now I know that I'm getting better because I'm more aware of it yeah and I feel like when you do have authentic relationships with people you can be honest you know depending on the level of that relationship you don't have to spill all the beans but sometimes you can say like yeah I'm really I'm not feeling it today and you know me and my friends we give each other the space that we need too because I let them know hey like you're free to tell me, like, if you don't feel like talking or feel like hanging out, you know, that's boundaries that we've had to be able to set as we've gotten older, you know, like, you're not always going to be in the mood to hang out. So I think it's important to be able to tell each other, like, hey, I'm going through something right now, or yeah, I'm just not feeling well. And they can say, well, how can I support you? I, you know what I'm saying? If you don't necessarily feel like, going out or talking on the phone at that moment because we you know we all have those times so Mm -hmm. that's something that I really value and appreciate definitely definitely I am a homebody (laughs) and I mean I like to go out I like to pop out even you know every now and again but I when I say homebody I say like I, that's how I recharge. Some people need to go out to feel good. I'm fine with being at home. Or, you know, once I'm out and around people for a certain amount of time, I'm like, okay, oh, this was cute. This was fun. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready yes. to go now. So <laughs> I definitely get that. I think it's so important to be able to know what your body needs and be able to give it to it. Like, just be enough, be self-aware enough to know. Because if you never reach that point, it's like you'll always be draining. You'll always be looking for somebody else to give to you what you should be giving to yourself. Yes. So, yeah. I love that. <laughs> what does it mean when we say take up space? Sis. It just means not to shrink yourself or other people to show up authentically as your full self. Because I I think as a child, like, you know, I was that person that people were saying, oh, you, my first impression of you was that you thought you were better than everyone or, Mm -hmm. you know, that you were stuck up. And (laughs) yeah. And so for me, I was like, man, I don't want to, you know, growing up, I'm like, man, I don't want to do things that make people feel less than or like, you know, me, I, I don't always, to me, I don't dress up, but people say, man, you're always dressed up, right? But I'm like, man, I just, it's not to like, make anyone feel less than or to get attention. I just feel good. Like, I love fashion. And I like to, you know, like, I'm like, man, i I have an occasion to wear this suit. Like you said, I don't go out like that. So when I'm, when I'm going out, I'm going out. Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, so (laughs) like it's 
it's red carpet or yoga pants. Like there is no in between. But uh, I'm being dramatic. But you get what I'm saying. It's I definitely like, get you. I was out. Um, I showed up the other day. My brother was like, "This ain't no fashion show." I said, "Excuse me, my <laughs> life. My life is a fashion show, baby." <laughs> I woke up this morning. Hello. <laughs> I love it. That's what I'm saying. So, like for me, I had to stop worrying about other people's perception of me because I realized like it was it for a while it was having an effect on me like I'm like man I don't want to make anyone feel less than or I want to I don't want anyone to think I'm mean or whatever you know yeah but then so I learn- would try to like yeah like overcompensate for that and it's like I don't have to do that I don't have to shrink for anyone I don't have to you know seek validation or be you know overly nice or conversational to get anyone to feel better about me like that is for them to settle with themselves not for me to 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 take one you know period because a lot of times people be projecting anyway you (laughs) you trying to figure out that's so true like well damn what did i do nothing (laughs) other than walk in (laughs) exactly exactly yeah um yeah, you know, it's unfortunate, but you have to, I mean, everything that we went through made us who we are today. So, you know, it taught us what we know, so. Exactly. It's been a journey to get here, but it's it, I'm, I'm glad that I, I learned the things that I've, I've learned and I'm able to Im- implement them, you know, that part. a little bit more effortlessly now, that a little part. bit more. <laughs> <laughs> that part. So I've been in a place where I've been transitioning and I put all my things in storage to like, you know, travel. And I came home to visit my family and spend more time with my family. So I'm kind of, I've been in a transition where I have experienced and had to deal with a lot of triggers. I mean, you really don't know that you healed from a trigger until you're in the damn, <laughs> until you're in the situation again. <laughs> and it's time for you to implement. You're like, Ugh. so these, these last three weeks, I've learned so much. <laughs> I've learned so much. I've been tested and how I handled the triggers you know, I just realized that I needed to set more boundaries and assert myself. Also be able to, you know, set the boundary, but also enforce it. So as a overcomer of people pleasing, <laughs> how do you, or how would you handle triggers and set boundaries in your relationship? So it's funny. I definitely relate to what you're saying about seeing, like, being tested to see if you really healed. Because I realized for a while, right, I'm like, oh, I'm doing well with this. But I'm like, no, you're actually, you have actually just been avoiding people. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you haven't really, like, you haven't really implemented these things, right? And, And so, but I'm thinking like, oh, man, I'm living my my best peaceful life but it's like everything isn't gonna always be you know love and light like 
things are going to come up and the real healing happens when you actually implement what you've learned. So for me, setting those boundaries for me looks like just speaking up for myself because I think for a while, you know, people would tell me that my delivery, you know, it's not really the best. People get easily offended. And it's funny because I, I think of, like I would think over things so many times in my head of like how I want to say it in a diplomatic way that isn't going to hurt someone's feelings, you know? Right. But what I realize is when I would just hold my tongue or not say anything for people, my feelings were being disregarded. Correct. And it wasn't resolving anything. I was actually just internalizing all the BS. And then one day I'm just like about to explode, right? So I just realized, like, yeah, it, it doesn't matter how it's going to be received. Sometimes you have to be that person who's going to say something. Because I, what I realized about myself is I am a person to call out BS when no one else is going to say anything. Like, mm-hmm. I've never been a person, though, that gives their opinion unwarranted. But, like, if someone is being, like, bullied or I see something going on, you know, that shouldn't be going on and it just like keeps happening and no one's like I'm like so no one's gonna say anything <laughs> like and and, yeah. and I'm like well I'll mind my business too what I what I learned the hard way is that when I take that approach I actually end up suffering right mm-hmm. because I I do feel like that is part of my you know kind of like role is to speak up on wrongdoings like People know. And I think when you set those boundaries and you get more in tune with yourself, your intuition will be spot on. So you won't second guess yourself or your intentions. And you'll realize that people that are, you know, their feelings are hurt or they feel away. It's because what you're saying is true. Mm-hmm. And no one else is calling them out on it. So mm-hmm. what they try to do is, is turn it back around on you like, yes, oh, right. you're being this and that. Yes, right. And I'm like... <laughs> know my intentions my intentions is never to hurt anyone like especially if I care for the person like I'm literally just trying to get to the root of this situation so there's you know no misunderstandings going forward so you can't control how people are going to receive what you have to say but you have to speak up for yourself because I realize like my body it internalizes stress and creates you know, dis-ease, discomfort. Mm-hmm. So I just, I can't do that. I, I can't do it. I gotta, I gotta say something. I gotta speak up. And the earlier you speak up, the less abrasive it will be. Yes. Yes. Because it yes. won't be like this built up thing. Mm-hmm. You, you'll you say something at that moment, like, Hey, I don't really know how to perceive what just happened, but I don't feel good about it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can't say later, oh, why didn't you say something? I did. I did. (laughs) (laughs) I did. (laughs) I definitely agree. And that's something that I had to get better at. So I went went through three stages in my life. Um, Earlier, like growing up, I was bullied. So I internalized a lot of that. And I started bullying. So I started, you know, don't mess with me. And, and then college, you know, it went to, um, I'm not just, I'm, 
I'm going to keep my peace by not saying anything. And mm-hmm. even then, like you said, you still internalize it. And then, then you reach the point, like you said, where you just have to communicate how you feel, but in a healthy way um, that makes you feel good. Because No, that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> really, though, because if not, then, like you said, that's what causes disease. I was actually watching a um, what is it, Netflix or Amazon Prime? I don't know. It was the the guy, the Mother Gaia channel, and they have all types of stuff up there. And it was just talking about you know how disease is causing our body, and you know how meditation can help everything. So I definitely agree with everything that you said, and it's so important that. A lot of us practice stress management and anxiety management, whatever that looks like for us. And what I realize is a lot of us can't even identify that we are exhausted because it's just something that we're doing. Exactly. And and you, you're causing the, the discomfort and exhaustion in your own life mm-hmm. by doing things that are out of alignment or, or, or being quiet when you should speak up. So it's like, yeah, we we do it to ourselves. (laughs) Definitely. And what I've been realizing is most, more times than not, when we go against our intuition, we always lose. Like I can, Mm. I can, (laughs) Nine times out of ten, every time I ignored my gut feeling, like my higher self is like, um, girl, I told you so. I'm like, <laughs> so I think, literally, yeah, I think that's super important as women to be able to tap into that and make decisions on our own. Oh, yeah. And your boundaries are like anything that you're struggling with personally, it's going to come up times ten in business. Like, you're you're gonna put that healing to work and Maybe. to the past. Come. It's it can it can get it's it, you know it's it's a great experience, but it can get a little ruthless out here. It can, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, I'm gonna be the one to tell you. So put your, put yeah, your you're on. gonna be tested. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you are going to be tested. I'm um, you. with with business, and 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 your boundaries will be tested, and yeah. Yeah, and what I'm learning and what I'm having, like, I'm in a season where I've done a lot. I I believe in God and I trust God, but I'm being called to, like, really, like, I mean, you trust me? You trust me, trust me? Mm. Or you trust me? And Mm. so, you know, I'm being called in life um, to surrender more and that's so scary, but it's also comforting because you know, like, mm-hmm. because you know, like, with God, everything is gonna be okay. But like, when you're still in the middle of it, you're like, "Bruh, you want me to do what? <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, you want me to do what?" You're literally so confused. You're like, "What is going on?" Like, jump where? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, literally. 
<laughs> for real. But the journey is so rewarding, and it's all about just growing and evolving into the person that God sees you. You know, the person that God knows who you are, who you can be and who you are. Like, it's a beautiful feeling when you can finally recognize your worth. Like you said, like, to know that you deserve things by simply just existing. Like, that's a beautiful thing. Tell us, like, when you're having a bad day, not even a bad day, because I think sometimes people think, you know, you have to do self-care as a reactive and self-care is i mean if you're doing it every day consistently or at least you know have a consistent routine it's more so proactive so what does self-care mean to you for me it can be really so many things i think that we have this perception that it's like self-care has to be like you know, something that you spend a lot of money on that's like, you know, a quote unquote luxury experience, but you can create your own luxury experience. You know, maybe that's just taking a bubble bath and lighting a candle. Maybe that's just putting your phone on do not disturb. (laughs) Maybe it's doing an activity that you always wanted to do. You know, whether that's like going horseback riding or taking a guitar lesson, um, speaking for myself, you know, (laughs) so it's just, it it can be anything. And I think that it's just setting time aside for you Mm -hmm. so that you can, you know, take on things effortlessly and, you know, you don't overexert yourself to the point where now you you need a vacation as a reaction. Correct. Right? Because Correct. vacations are, are nice, but when you get you get to that point where you're like, man, I'm over it. I need a vacation. I need everything to stop. That, that, that means you have overexerted yourself. Yes. And so, and not been caring for yourself enough on a daily basis. Um, and that, and self-care can look like telling someone no. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Sick kid, you know? No, like, period. That's it. Because I used to feel bad. I'm like, man, if somebody asked me to do something, and I could just be having a regular Saturday, like just chilling at the house. Maybe I'm just cleaning up, eating a nice meal, you know, listening to some music. And they may like say, oh, can you help me with this or that? Or can you take me here or there? And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I'm not doing anything, so I should say yes. But it's like, if your your plan for the day was to do nothing, (laughs) so that you could be charged up and ready to take on, you know, the work week or whatever you have to do, Mm -hmm. hey, sometimes you might have to say, you know, I'll be free in about an hour or two, or maybe you say, hey, no, I'm sorry, that's not going to work for me today. And you don't have to give an explanation. Yeah. If you want to, you can, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and I mean, I I think self-care is so important. I, I remember some, a few months ago, I purchased some products from your brand, the Fine and Fearless brand, and I actually gifted them to a friend, and she was so happy about them. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she was moving to a new space, and she was like, she was like, I don't even want to use 
these products in this space. <laughs> like, choose, I want to wait till I get to my new, new place energy, baby. to use to use <laughs> my products. And I was like, oh, I know that's right, okay. honey. So, <laughs> Bring it but up. yeah, like it doesn't have to be like you know, it's going to the spa or something like that is nice, right? Like I love getting massages and stuff, but it doesn't have to be that. It can be you just taking time out for yourself. I definitely agree. Self-care looks different for everybody, and that just goes back to the importance of being able to identify your needs and be able to make a lifestyle to be able to incorporate those. And something else that I really notice is a lot of women don't know what makes them happy or don't know what they need to be able to give it to themselves. Mm -hmm. and that's a problem that's something that I want to go deeper into on a separate episode but just being able to sit down and reflect and identify the things that give you joy and the things that can give you life when you're about to (laughs) you know you're like wait a minute you're overwhelmed I put it when you just need it Mm -hmm. stop and take Three deep breaths. I mean, it could be as small as that, and that's what I'm noticing. I'm noticing, and I'm starting to appreciate just the little things in life, like just going outside and be able to get some fresh air and just walk around and look at the birds. And it's just like, look how free they are. And it's just, <laughs> it's just like yes. the little things. So I think that's important too, um, being able to just know what your body needs or what makes you feel good and to give yourself more of that especially in business because I feel like as an entrepreneur sometimes the lines can get blurred between Mm -hmm. your personal life and and work and like I was spending a lot of time and it's nothing wrong with that like listening to like business related podcasts and oh if I'm watching a video it has to be about business or if I'm reading it has to be a, a business thing and I'm like me too. And, and I remember like one day I was like, man, when's the last time I just read a book just for fun, you know? Yeah. I was like, man, you know, I want to get back to that. So yeah, it, it's, it's especially, I mean, it's definitely important, if, you know, if you work, you know, nine to five as well, but as a business owner, I think it's of the utmost importance because in our mind, we're like, we're working 24 seven, really. Yeah. So sometimes you have to make that, you have to make a timeline for yourself. Like you might have to put it on your calendar. Like it gets real, like, okay, one hour for me to just, you know, unwind. Yeah, definitely. It's all about balance. And I have so many alarms set on my phone, like, (laughs) really 12 o'clock, my alarm's going to go off for me to pray. Like in the morning when I'm getting up, like I listen to subliminals. And it's like, turn, turn on your subliminals, Grace. Drink your water. Tell your, look in the mirror. Stop and breathe. Like, little stuff like that. Just being able to infuse, mm-hmm. infuse it in your day has made a, a tremendous difference for me. So, we are coming to the end of the episode. But before we go, I want you to finish the sentence. So, for me... 
fine and fearless means? Um... For me, fine and fearless means showing up every day as the woman that you always envisioned when you were younger. Showing up every day as her as your ultimate and highest self. Mm, yes, I love it. Be the little girl. Be the woman that, that you always dreamed about as a little girl. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom with the people. Let them know where they can follow you and where they can find you for further resources and information about what you do. Yes, you guys can definitely connect with me on uh, LinkedIn. I've been spending a lot of time over there. My LinkedIn is Trinity, T-R-I-N-I-T-Y, Furtick, F-U-R-T-I-C-K. I also have my business page on LinkedIn, which is Lunar, L-U-N-A-R, Hype. H-E-I-G-H-P-S. And I'm also on Instagram, lunar.hype. So uh, feel free to connect with me um, there. All right. Hey, sis. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the show. I would just like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, The Finding Fearless Lifestyle, for making this episode possible. The Finding Fearless Lifestyle is a powerhouse providing empowerment, education, and community for women to nourish themselves, to create a rewarding and fulfilling life of healing and abundance. Go ahead and tap in with them and become the CEO of your life.